I had this idea for a show. Different women. Different points of view. Maybe a little too different. We call it The View. How you doing, people? I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It is July 27th, 2022. We're live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. Subscribe if you haven't. And today, it brings me no great pleasure, but I'm going to have to demolish the women of The View. You know, we often play clips of the ladies of The View on this program. I often mock them. You're Anna Navarro's. You're... Sonny Hostins, your Joy Behars, your Whoopi Goldbergs, etc. I often mock them. I make fun of them. We show their clips. Sometimes we just show their clips. I don't say much because they're mocking themselves. Uh, but actually, and somewhat joking aside, not fully joking aside, uh, Whoopi did something so horrible yesterday, and it was so retracted slightly in real time that I'm going to have to destroy those women today and that show. It, it actually is an embarrassment, and it is on right now, as some of you know, on ABC right now. If you still have television, I don't have a television anymore, but if you still have a television, uh, you could be side-by-side side watching me right now and Whoopi Goldberg's giant head on that uh, television screen right at this very moment. But the reason that I talk about The View often is because whether we like it or not, whether they have all become hysterical harpies or not, whether the show is completely counter to what we just showed you there in the cold open or not, which it is, right? Barbara Walters talked about having a show about the, these diverse women, different walks of life, all of this stuff, and sometimes it would get a little spicy, and it's devolved into just leftist lunacy and propaganda and lies and everything else. But whether we like it or not, it is still culturally relevant. There is a set, particularly of women of a certain age, say, say 25 to probably late 60s, if not more, of mostly females who pay an awful lot of attention to that show. And Whoopi did something yesterday that was such a direct lie about a Turning Point event that I did this past weekend, where she so said that Nazis showed up and that Turning Point welcomed them, in, welcomed them in, that I now have to destroy Whoopi Goldberg. And I, I liked, uh, you know, uh, what was she in? She was in Sister Act. I liked Sister Act too. I liked Ghost. You know, I like some, I like soap dish, very underrated. Uh, but Whoopi, you've just become a horrible person. I have to destroy you. And I then I think also we'll have to continue. I'll have to go a little bit further and destroy their whole ridiculous uh, faux racist agenda and contrast that with a pro-America agenda. Contrast that with a pro-individual rights agenda. Contrast that with a pro-freedom America that is trying to grow right now, but it's constantly having, you know, poison put on it by these people. And uh, so it brings me no great pleasure, a little bit of pleasure, but that's it. I have to destroy you people today. That's the plan. That's what I'm doing. So sit back, get your coffee. And uh, here we go real quick before we do it. Let me talk to you guys about bullion max. You know, as inflation surpasses highs not seen in 40 years, the value of the dollar is decreasing with every passing day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store for cars and housing. Face it, your paper money is worth less. 
Friends, the timing couldn't be any better for my new sponsor, Bullion Max. Bullion Max is a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer who can help you diversify into gold and silver. It's a hedge against inflation. It's also security to your family in times of crisis. And here's why I love Bullion Max. They're owned by veterans in the precious metal space and offer some of the lowest prices on the internet. And they make it so easy to buy directly from their website. I wanna help you get started. So I worked out a special offer just for you. Go to Bullion, or you can get Bullion Max's silver starter kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com Dave. This kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including a silver American Eagle and a silver Australian kangaroo. This offer is limited to just one per household. So get yours now. Go to bullionmax.com Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so yesterday on The View, out of nowhere, they decided to basically just make a statement, like announce that they had to say something about the Turning Point Student Action Summit that was this past weekend. That was an event that I was at. If you watched yesterday's show, we showed you a little clip of my speech there. Uh, we're working on getting the full speech, so we'll post that on the channel in the coming days. But just, it had no context on the show. They suddenly just had to say that uh, these Nazis were at turning point. It was, it, it was completely out of left field and bizarre. So, all right, take a look. And, oh, okay, so you have to read this thing. Oh, I've got a legal note. Uh, the conservative oh, group- Sonny normally does this, but- you I know, yes. I know. Yes. This is our knockoff lawyer. Okay. The conservative <laughs> group, Turning Point USA, has condemned the group of neo-Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis is what I want to know. But you let them in. You let them in and you knew what they were. So you are complicit. We'll be right back. Okay. These crazy bitches have no idea what they're talking about. No idea what they're talking about. Now, first off, these neo-Nazis. Now, we're going to show you some video of the five or six neo-Nazis who showed up. They were not allowed inside. They were uh, pushed back by security and some of the attendees who were actual Turning Point students and staff got into arguments about them because, or got into arguments with them because the Turning Point people don't like Nazis. Uh, they like freedom. They like America. They don't like collectivism and racialism and all of those things. And also it was very clear that these were actors. These were staged people, not real Nazis. Their flags were brand new. They, their faces completely covered. Like it was just so obvious that th these were actors, most likely lefties who were trying to pit it as if there were Nazis that were supporting Turning Point, which is, a, and then you get these morons on the media to pretend that's actually true. So Joy Behar, who, who is basically brain dead, Joy Behar, she said, where was DeSantis? Where was DeSantis? Well, it's funny because DeSantis spoke at the Turning Point thing on Friday night. I was actually with him on the other side of the state the next day at the Sunshine Summit, the day that the Nazis, these very real Nazis showed up. So where was DeSantis? So why does she say that? Just It seemingly is off the cuff just as they're cutting to commercial because what she wants to do is connect. They want to connect Turning Point to Nazis and they want to connect Ron DeSantis and obviously Donald Trump to Nazis. So whoopee, so Joy, where, where's Ron DeSantis? What do you mean, where is Ron DeSantis? He's not just hanging out with the Nazis outside. You ridiculous clowns, you ridiculous, ridiculous clowns. So Whoopi basically says there, she has no idea what the event is about. And having been at the event where DeSantis spoke and Trump spoke and Greg Gutfeld spoke and obviously Charlie Kirk spoke uh, and Kaylee McInerney spoke and a whole bunch of conservative thought leaders. You may not like all the people, 
They may not agree with all the people, but I was there. There was not a word of bigotry said. They talked about freedom and individual rights and limited government. Uh, they actually talked about how there is now this wide tent, and I talked about it myself, this wide tent movement on, on the right now that is welcoming of all of these minorities, not because they're pet minorities the way the Democrats want them, but because we treat people equally and all of those things, which actually is the greatest kryptonite to these collectivist buffoons. So Whoopi just says, oh, they welcome them in. They just welcome them in. The Nazis were there and they welcomed them in. The implication being, hey, not, oh my God, we got a couple Nazis. Guys, open up the doors, bring in the Nazis and let's you know, get them to the buffet. Complete nonsense. They were arguing with them and not letting them in. Uh, and then every now and again on network television, they have to correct themselves because they are complete abject morons. Whoopi. Clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event. They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. That you, you embraced them at your thing, I felt. So I just, they were not in the building. They no, but you know, what, okay. you know what? If the so-called Antifa, who are anti-fascist, that's what Antifa stands for, uh -huh. would go there and protest, then Antifa would get a bad reputation. That's why, when I right. hear that Antifa is... Uh, right, but that's not... But let me just make sure that everybody... Because, you know, misunderstanding what people say is very big. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we want to make sure you... I know they were not in the building, but right. they were in the mix of people at the thing. No, they weren't you stupid bitch. They were not. Sorry, guys. Sorry. They weren't. There's nothing else I can say to these people. They were not welcomed in in any way. They were pushed back completely. And do you know what happened there? First off, what the hell is Joy saying about Antifa? She, these people, their minds have actually melted. Their, Joy, the, the, the Restylane and the Botox, they, I know they were trying to just keep the face going, but I think it went directly in the brain, okay? So put that aside, right? Uh, Whoopi, clearly what happened there is they went to commercial break and the lawyers freaked out because she knows that they, uh, because the lawyers know that they absolutely lied. These people had nothing to do with Turning Point. They were not welcomed. I, oh yes, they were welcomed in metaphorically. No, literally nor metaphorically were they welcomed in. Literally would be, hey guys, come on in and uh, let's hang out. And, uh, you know, let's, why don't you get up on stage and share that Nazi message? Metaphorically, would sort of be like, oh, you guys are kind of cool. We dig you. Uh, can't fully bring you in, but let's hang out. It was completely the reverse of that. So Whoopi then suddenly was freaking out because the lawyers, and try to imagine how many lawyers, how many empty, soulless suit people watch and pay attention to every word that these harpies say because they don't know what they're talking about. And they knew they were about to get sued into oblivion. So Whoopi's apology, actually in my estimation, I'm not a lawyer, um, we'll have to find, a, find an actual lawyer on this, but Whoopi's actual apology was worse because she said it, okay, they didn't literally at that minute, but it was metaphorically, lit, but no, they did not. All right, uh, here's a quote from Turning Point USA on what actually went down. Uh, Turning Point USA 100% condemns those ideologies in the strongest of terms. Since these individuals were located on public property, our security attempted to, but was not permitted to remove them. We have no idea who they are or why they were at the convention center. They have nothing to do with Turning Point USA, our event, or our students. Our students, after initially confronting them, ultimately took the mature route and vacated the space. Once that happened, these individuals left. Uh, that's from Andrew Colvett. Turning Point USA spokesman. I saw Andrew actually backstage right before I gave my talk. 
And he was, if he was upset, it was only that the media, he knew what was gonna happen. He knew that these people had nothing to do with Turning Point. He knew, he knew and knows it's completely counter. Nazism, collectivism is completely 100%, 180 degree difference, opposite than the message that Turning Point is trying to push, okay? And he knew that the media was gonna do exactly what Whoopi and Joy, these brainless buffoons, what they were gonna do and how they were gonna frame it. So here's, here's some video of the, the Nazis. These are very serious Nazis. These obviously are not LARPing characters or potential plants or leftists. These are serious Nazis. Here they are uh, just getting into it with uh, some turning point uh, security and students. All right, so yes, there were a couple people with flags that looked brand new, like right out, I don't know where you get a Nazi flag, but they looked like they were pretty much brand new. They were, you know, they had, someone said they had creases on the flags. Like these are not like old school Nazis with their old school flags. It was, it was either some false flag thing or some planting. And if they were legit, if these four or six legit Nazis showed up, they were in no way welcomed in, metaphorically nor literally. Uh, and this is what they do. And so there's a reason. This one struck me as we have to talk about it because not only was I there, did I actually see it, uh, but this is exactly what the media does with every, look, there's me. I was there. See, we proved it. Look at that logo. Look at me. That's saying something very important, obviously. I mean, there I am doing my thing on stage. Um, that this is what they do with everything. If you are on the right, or if, you just not, if you're just not a brain dead woke leftist, they will find someone who is crazy or they will fake someone who is crazy and they will try to condemn you for it and they will say the most insane, dishonest things and they will always get away with it or in this case, they will get as close as they can to get away with it until the lawyers freak out. I wish, I wish there was somebody in the audience, one of these seals that sit in the audience with the mask on who had the video of some network suit running out there to Whoopi to explain to her that she is about to get sued into oblivion and they're gonna destroy the show. Uh, and then she gives that absolutely ridiculous apology. Abs you know, it, it's the same equivalent of me just saying, you know, I'm sure that there are some Nazis that are at The, the View. There's gotta be, right? They're doing the show every day. You'd imagine some Nazis are showing up and sitting in The View audience. And that means if there's one Nazi there, you know how Nazis operate. If you get one Nazi, it's like gremlins in a pool. They start spreading. Then all of the, uh, all of the audience is Nazis. And then at that point, we're talking about, you know, the audio guy, the, the cameraman, uh, the, the ladies of The View. I'm talking serious Nazi stuff. Okay, but Whoopi is an idiot. Whoopi is an idiot. And again, this I take no pleasure in this. I used to love Whoopi Goldberg. I really did. I, she was a wonderful, wonderful actress. A ghost in Ghost. You know, Molly, you in danger, girl. Like, she was great. She was great. I remember watching the, the Oscars when she got the speech, when she won for, I think it was Best Supporting Actress for Ghost. Like, Used to love her. She was great when she used to do the stuff with uh, with Billy Crystal and Robin Williams, uh, all the the comedy H the HBO comedy specials. But now she is in over her head. She says endlessly stupid things. But when you're on the left, you can say endlessly stupid things, and you get you get usually you get promoted for it. On the right, you get punished and canceled and all that stuff. So we, I said I said Phoenix, can we find some stupid stuff that uh, Whoopi said? And Phoenix said I have a limited amount of time during the day. 
there's a lot of it. How, how, where are we, where are we going to start here? Uh, here's Whoopi just a few months ago on the Holocaust. Well, also, if you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it, because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about maybe race. It is. Yeah, no, it's about a, a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's after not, it's not about ideal race. It's but these are two Roma. white groups of people. Well, they How do we have to black people see them as white people? And they but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. Oh, Whoopi. Oh, Whoopi. So you may remember when that happened. Whoopi ended up getting suspended with pay for two weeks. So she got a two-week paid vacation uh, for saying that the Holocaust had nothing to do with race. Uh, I'm not a historian or a biologist, uh, but I do remember something about that Hitler guy. Uh, I'm not talking about Orange Hitler. I'm talking about Hitler, Hitler, mustache Hitler. Uh, he said something about the master race. Wasn't it something about, and he really liked those people and didn't like, didn't write. He didn't, oh, and then he would put numbers on other people's arms, the people that were not in the master race and send them into gas chambers and all that stuff. So Whoopi is a complete idiot, complete moron. Uh, there's, I don't, I don't know what else to say about her, right? Like, maybe that's not the most astute political analysis, but like, what else can you say about this woman? Anyway, so then yesterday, we're going to flash back to what happened yesterday. So she says this lie. Then they come back from this complete abject lie and Whoopi's, you know, enjoys in on it too. Where's the scientist? Ugh. Can you imagine just her like coffee breath? I feel like Joy has horrible coffee breath. It's like a combo of coffee and Pinot Grigio. So, so you got, um... You got Whoopi lying. Then they freak out. They come back from commercial. She digs even deeper. And then later in the show now, uh, they realize like they've just like completely lost control of this thing. So here's Whoopi saying possibly the most ironic thing in the history of television. This might be it. Irony, you are truly dead. Look, I realize people just want to be bitchy about stuff. <laughs> they just want to be bitchy. And I have to stop asking these dumb questions about why stupidity rises to the top and all the mediocrity rises to the top when really smart thinking seems to be struggling to get up there. We could end the stream right now. Like, what else can I possibly... She literally took a mirror to herself and she pointed it towards other people. You are that, you crazy lady. You are that. You are mediocre. You are not a real thought leader or an interesting person. You are in over their, your head. You are an actress who then suddenly magically became someone that started talking for a living. And the thing with actors... Guys, this is an important piece if you don't know this about actors, and I did take acting class for a couple of weeks back in around 2008. Actors read other people's words. They don't really think those things. Uh, Tom Hanks, for example, was not stranded on that island, okay? Um, who's another actor? Give me an actor of, your, of choice. Name an actor, any actor. Ryan Gosling uh, did not... Uh, what's the movie Ryan Gosling was in with, with, with Betty, uh, did not, he was in Drive, that's right. Ryan Gosling, I guess he drove that car maybe. <laughs> that wasn't a good one. Well, probably a stuntman drove the car. The point is these people are mostly self-absorbed morons and somehow 
they put them on television to say the stupidest things ever. Anyway, so let's link this to sort of more broadly what's going on politically, because I don't think that's nothing right there. Like, yes, I, I get it. Okay, so fine. It's The View. These women are stupid and they're ridiculous and they're pandering and that's why they get on television. But the, these racial stones that Whoopi casts at her political opponents, this is pervasive in all institutions on the left. It's pretty much all they've got. And as I always talk about here, it's not just, oh, okay, let's throw DeSantis's name in with the neo-Nazis so he, we can loosely connect him the way they used to do with Trump. It's so that they can make everyone think if you say anything that is against them, you too are a Nazi. Before I continue on this Nazi hunt, we're going Nazi hunting today. Uh, let me talk to you guys about real estate agents I trust. Uh, you know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do, and it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are the biggest investment, which is, of course, a ton of responsibility, and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend real estate agents I trust. They work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework, talking to every agent before inviting them to join their network. And here's a big one. They only work with full-time pros, no part-time or inexperienced agents. They make the introduction and then follow you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents they work with have long track records. They're the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you want to go. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today. Give them some basic info. They'll contact you. They'll get you the preferred agent. You move and you live happily ever after, hopefully very far away from Whoopi and the ladies of The View. So, okay, how do we connect sort of the insanity of the view and just accusing people of being Nazis and literally and metaphorically or literally or metaphorically welcoming Nazis into the fold. How do we connect that to more broadly what's going on in society? Could there be a way to do it? Well, we found this Chiron from CNN yesterday. Dem strategists urging party to label GOP as extremists. This is new CNN reporting by a very serious person, Isaac Dovier. He's a CNN senior reporter, and he's talking to those very serious people. And they're saying the quiet part out loud. They're not saying these people really are extremists. They're saying we, the PR people, who are basically paid propagandists, we have to start labeling them extremists. And we've been doing it, by the way, for a long, long time. And you're not gonna believe this, guys. This actually gets people hurt. This actually destroys property. This actually can get people killed. This can lead to all sorts of violent confrontations. And it's not just some Democrat operative on the propaganda network of CNN that does it. Here is the elderly man pretending to be president, Joe Biden, uh, talking about Donald Trump and Kyle Rittenhouse. And this is from Joe Biden's campaign launch video. So this is back in 2015. No, 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 I'm sorry, not 2015. This is from uh, 2020, obviously. Man, I went into a time warp right there. So you, you see what happens, you talk about Biden, you start thinking like Biden. Uh, this is during Biden's election. Summer of love. So this is as everything's burning down in the country because of the Democrats. Um, this is his campaign video. And listen to the way he racializes everything and accuses people probably of things that are more connected to him. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not 
add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and would right you like me to white Proud supremacists boys. and right Proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. Okay, so that is video from Joe Biden's campaign launch. And later in the video, Joe Biden says that the reason he got back in, because remember, he took four years off after eight years with Barack Obama, was because after Charlottesville, Donald Trump refused to condemn white supremacy. And this became the biggest meme online, that Donald Trump said there are very fine people on both sides. Well, there's plenty of video of Donald Trump condemning white supremacy. Uh, here's Donald Trump right after Charlottesville, actually. We must love each other, show affection for each other, and unite together in condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence. We must rediscover the bonds of love and loyalty that bring us together as Americans. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear. Okay, so there are many videos of this. You also know that right before the line of very fine people on both sides, he absolutely condemned neo-Nazis and white supremacists when he said very fine people on both sides. He was referring to very fine people on both sides of the debate about what you do with these statues of say Confederate leaders, meaning some people don't wanna take them down or some people wanna put an alternative statue or a plaque that explains or gives a little context, et cetera. And obviously we can have an honest, well, we can have an honest debate about it, but in a sane society, everyone would be able to have an honest uh, conversation about that. But Biden launched his campaign on a lie, accusing Trump of, in essence, white supremacy, defending white supremacists, and racist. Uh, and of course, this isn't just about Trump and it's not just about DeSantis when Joy Behar tries to connect him to these people. Uh, you may remember uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and Kyle Rittenhouse during the, the Kenosha Summer of Love riots, uh, the administration was calling him a white supremacist with absolutely no evidence. The president of the United States called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. Here's Peter Ducey asking Jen Psaki. We haven't shown Jen Psaki in a while. Here's a throwback, Psaki. Drink if you got a little something with you. Why did President Biden suggest that Kyle Rittenhouse on trial in Kenosha is a white supremacist? So Peter, what I, I'm not gonna speak to right now is anything about an ongoing trial, uh, nor the president's past comments. Uh, what I can reiterate for you is the president's uh, view uh, that we shouldn't have, broadly speaking, uh, vigilantes patrolling our communities with assault weapons. We shouldn't have opportunists corrupting peaceful protests by rioting and burning down the communities they claim to represent. So Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm told, now has 24 seven uh, security with him. I've met him once or twice at different events. Seems like a really decent kid, not, not a white supremacist as far as I can tell. There was no evidence, by the way, that he was a white supremacist. Now you could say, okay, he didn't do the right thing or he did do the right thing or whatever, shouldn't be out there, blah, blah, blah. That's all separate. 
the president of the United States with no evidence called this kid a white supremacist. And Saki knew it right there, which is why she's not gonna get into it. But this rhetoric actually does lead to violence and leads to the destruction of lives. You know, we referenced this a couple days ago, but you may remember uh, about a year ago, here's a quote from Fox News. This one involves me because I'm trying to show you guys how they do it to everybody. Liberal New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay was roasted Tuesday for claiming in an interview that commentator Dave Rubin regularly hosts white supremacists on his show, The Rubin Report, although in fact she called it The Dave Rubin Show. Uh, Gay, a frequent critic, a critic of conservatives and Republicans on MSNBC, made the claim during a newspaper's editorial endorsement interview with Democratic city mayoral candidate Andrew Yang, in which she also incorrectly labeled the show as the Dave Rubin Show. Okay, fine. Over the years, you've built your brand by frequently doing radio and other appearances with right-wing media personalities. At times, you've said the Democratic Party should gravitate away from identity politics. You've supported automated fast food workers at times. Why appear on shows like the Dave Rubin Show, who regularly hosts white supremacists? Gay asked Yang in the interview. Okay, doesn't matter about me. I really mean that, but I'm trying to show you this is what they do with everyone. And that's the point. The point is not about the specific thing. The point is about the signal, right? It is the signal that they try to send to everybody else, okay? And, and more broadly, they never help minorities. They try to make it seem like there's this whole group of people that are out there attacking minorities all the time uh, because they aren't obsessed with minorities, right? They believe in individual rights. Okay, so because they're not obsess obsessively pandering to these communities, that means you don't care about them. Instead, the left just puts in policies that actually harm their lives. Um, but the point is, they label all these people white supremacists. Now, of course, Marigate didn't mention any of the white supremacists that I've had on the show or anything like that. That's exactly what they do. But I'll get, I'll get to more on what their policies actually do uh, to people in just a sec, but real quick, guys, I gotta show you this. We just got these in the mail. I'm very excited about this. Uh, the Blaze's patriotic socks are back. Uh, you may remember at the end of last year, they released a limited supply of Let's Go Brandon socks so you could show your patriotism wherever you wanted. Well, they're comfortable, stylish, stylish, and best of all, worth a, la a laugh. We got the big D energy here. That's Ron DeSantis riding a gator. Own the libs right there. We've got Joe Biden. The, he's on the way, the road to hell. I did that, pretty impressive. And here's Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum. You will eat the bugs. Okay, you can get many more of these socks. You can get these and many more. There's a whole bunch more. These were my three favorite. I got about 20 of them over there. Uh, you can go to blazesocks.com and use promo code uh, Ruben Socks if you would like to wear some funny meme-worthy socks. But okay, so let's now connect this again to sort of the broader culture war and what's going on here, that these people label everyone else racist, they get as far as they can, they threaten people's lives. They, in the case of the election last time, they had half the country uh, believing that the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump, was racist when he obviously wasn't, and there was actually no evidence of it. Um, but they also basically belittle actual minorities to the point that they are irrelevant in their eyes in some ways. You may remember this. This is during uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson's confirmation hearings. This is about two months ago. Uh, and Ted Cruz was trying to get to the heart of this obsession with identity politics and that you can be whatever you want and that you know your truth is more important than the truth. So he asked uh, 
Ketanji Brown-Jackson, an interesting question. For example, I'm, I'm an Hispanic man. Could, could I decide I was an Asian man? Would, would I have the ability to be an Asian man and challenge Harvard's discrimination because I made that decision? Senator, I'm not able to answer your question. You're asking me about hypotheticals and... Um, well, I'm asking you how you would assess standing if I, if I came in and said, I have decided I identify as an Asian man. So it's interesting what he's doing there because, and I know you guys have probably seen that clip, because what he's saying is, hey, when you, once identity politics puts people in those boxes and then orders those boxes, you will automatically start discriminating against people, right? So in the case of Harvard, if we want more black people, so we have X amount of black people, well, now we have to punish other people. So on its face, it sounds right. Okay, well, we'd like more black people at Harvard. We're good, tolerant liberals. We want to help. So, okay, we're gonna help these people, but you don't have an endless amount of people you can allow in. So you have to start punish, if you're gonna help certain people based on race, you're gonna have to punish other people based on race, which is why Asians have been punished at Harvard. So I use that as an example of, okay, they come in with all of this ra racial stuff, this idea of racial harmony, and we're gonna help all these poor people and these minorities, and actually they end up punishing other minorities. I don't think we should be discriminating against, discriminating against Asian people. Katanji Brown Jackson, the entire Democrat machine, does believe that we should. Uh, but it's not just their racial stuff that is actually harming minorities and poor people. It's their economic stuff. I mean, this may be the worst of all of it. Here is chief Biden economist Diane Swank on uh, what these people are doing and why they're doing it. The worst mistake would be to allow a repeat of the 1960s and 70s where we let inflation erode living standards and squeeze profit margins, lay us compound a vicious cycle that went on for years. That's worse than a recession. It's nothing is good. This is between a rock and a hard place and there's no way to extract ourselves without there being some pain. Ah, I see. So you buffoons who printed all the money and caused all the inflation, and then threw all the money to Ukraine, and then caused our supply chain to bust, and then locked everybody down, so you created all the unemployment. There's really nobody to blame here, and we gotta have some of this pain. This pain was inevitable. No, it was not, because again, when Orange Man was president, the economy was absolutely booming. But what she's basically saying there is all of these policies that we've put in, they're gonna hurt poor and minority communities the most. And it's not just their economic policies that do that, and you guys all know that. What else What else did the left do? There was something else uh, in that place that we used to live, guys. Remember that that horrible place that we all used to live? That that devilish, evil, horrible place, Los Angeles? Oop, gotta put some money in the jar. Uh, they were defunding the police in Los Angeles, as of course they've been doing in many uh, blue cities and in blue states across the country. And, uh, Kathleen Kamala Harris, uh, she was very excited about the defunding of the police in Los Angeles, which of course hurts minorities the most. So does that mean you support proposals like what we've seen in Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million, invest it in health initiatives, training initiatives for youth? I support investing in communities so that they become more healthy and therefore more safe. The, in, right now, what we're seeing in America is many cities spend over 
one third of their entire city budget on policing. But meanwhile, we've been defunding public schools for years in America. We've got to re-examine what we're doing with American taxpayer dollars and ask the question, are we getting the right return on our investment? Are we actually creating healthy and safe communities? And that's a legitimate conversation and it requires a, a really critical evaluation. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. All right. So there you have it. That was when they were running for president. She was still a senator at the time. And what did she want? She was applauding Eric Garcetti for defunding the police. And then the police got defunded in Los Angeles, just like they got defunded in Portland and Seattle and San Francisco and all over the place. And then crime went through the roof. Murder went up everywhere. Murder, not good, not good. There's some commandment somewhere in some old thing that says something about not committing murder. Murder went, went crazy. Crime, petty theft, all of the bad stuff went up. Rape, the whole thing, it all went up. Uh, 81%, by the way, this is a staggering number that we found from Quinnipiac polls, and they do, a, they do an actual good job of polling. 81% of black Americans do not want police defunded. This was a Democrat policy, much like the economic policies and some of the other stuff that I've been talking about, that has harmed minority communities. But of course, it's not just their economic policies and it's not just their policing policies, it's also their language policies. These people don't want you to know the difference between up and down. They don't want you to know the difference between left and right. They don't want you to know that two plus two is five or four, actually it's four. They don't want you to know that two plus two is four. And what they really don't want you to know is that there are differences between boys and girls. Here's Kamala Harris yesterday, and my God, this is insane. Uh, good afternoon. I wanna welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. and. Uh, well, look at that biologist. She knows she's a woman. The fact that this gender nonsense, this pronoun nonsense has leaked up this high is crazy. Like it's really, really crazy. And just remember about five years ago when there were like 20 or 30 of us, I would include Ben Shapiro in that. I would include Jordan Peterson in that. There were just this small group of people online who were saying, you know, this stuff is real and it's gonna get out of colleges and it's gonna do a lot of damage. We were all called neo-Nazis and racists and everything else. The New York Times literally put me and Ben and Jordan Peterson and Milton Friedman and Thomas Sowell on the cover and said, we're leading people to the alt-right. That literally happened. Um, and now you have the vice president of the United States wearing a mask. I don't know why she's wearing a mask. She's been double vaxxed and triple boosted and God knows what else. Uh, and talking about her, not only her gender pronouns, but what color uh, pantsuit she's wearing in case someone's colorblind and you wouldn't want to offend them in the oppression Olympics pyramid. But minorities are leaving the left in droves because of the woke. Because basically where they're putting us to get this back to the front of the show is if you disagree with Whoopi Goldberg, you're a Nazi apologist. And what is all of this actually doing? Because every action has a reaction. Well, you know what it's doing? It is bringing back Orange Man because he's realizing that holy schmoly, these people will not stop. I stopped them once and maybe I'm gonna have to stop them again. Uh, so here is a bit of Trump's speech this past weekend about what's going on. You need to get political correctness and left-wing race and gender theories out of our military so that America can once again fight 
and win wars. We have to be thinking about winning. We have to abolish all COVID mandates and lockdowns and rehire every patriot who was fired from the military with an apology to them and give them their back pay that they've been looking for. Yeah. 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 Now, again, we can get into the Trump or DeSantis thing or how they're going to work it out and all that stuff. But what he just said there was true and people know it. And that's why people are excited for whatever is going to happen on the Republican side. Um, but this is more and more proof that what the left is doing and the woke agenda, it just, uh, it doesn't help minorities. It doesn't help anybody, but it certainly doesn't help minorities. Uh, so now you've got, uh, th there's Donald Trump. Well, what's going on uh, with Joe Biden? Well, we've got some interesting info here from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Joe Biden began his presidency with a promise to advance equity, which means favoring some races and ethnicities over others to shrink outcome disparities. Like many of his fellow liberal Democrats, Mr. Biden is tethered to the belief that black upward mobility won't happen without coddling and special treatment from the government. Donald Trump's record complicates such claims. This is, this is just so beautiful here. Uh, over the first three years of Mr. Trump's presidency, blacks and Hispanics experienced record low rates of unemployment and poverty, while wages for workers at the bottom of the income scale rose faster than they did for management. Part of what made the Trump boom unique, however, is who benefited the most. The economy grew in ways that mostly benefited low-income and middle-class households, categories that cover a disproportionate number of blacks. In 2016, the percentage of blacks who hadn't completed high school was nearly double that of whites, 15 to 8%. And the percentage of adults with a bachelor's degree was 35% whites and only 21% for blacks. Between 2017 and 2019, those were the years that Trump was president. Median household incomes grew by 15.4% among blacks and only 11.5% among whites. So now what's interesting about this, I hate all this racial stuff, right? So when I, when I read something like that, it's like, I, don't, I would like everybody's income to rise regardless of their skin color. That really is the point of the article. But it's like, I don't take any great pleasure. Like, oh, we got 15.5% blacks raised, getting more, a little more money than 11% whites. It's like, we got to get over all of that nonsense. And by the way, I think most of us have. Uh, but the point is there that these people who purport to be all about the minorities, they pander to them and Latinx, they think that they're tacos, all of that stuff. Uh, and then their policies actually are worse for them. And then the guy that they called racist, you know, for five years, basically his stuff kind of worked. Uh, but Hispanics or Latinx or tacos, as uh, Jill Biden calls them, uh, breakfast tacos, uh, they're not buying it anymore. I've got a quote here from Fox News. President Biden's approval rating among Hispanic Americans has plummeted to 26%, according to a Wednesday poll from Quinnipiac University. And we should not be surprised by this. We should not. They have pandered beyond belief. Uh, they have allowed illegal immigrants to be conflated with legal immigrants, which upsets a lot of legal immigrants who are here, who are Hispanic. And this is what they do. So the racial slandering and the woke politicking, it's just not working. And on CNN, John King started asking people, guys, do we have a problem with this Joe Biden guy? Because this doesn't seem to be working.
You're seeing this in your state, in Georgia, uh, in the sense that you have, you have Senator Warnock, who's trying to run for re-election. When he came into office and helped flip the Senate to the Democrats, he was a big buddy of Joe Biden. Now you go down on the battleground states like Georgia, a lot of Democrats are backing off a little bit because they politically think they need distance. There's quite a bit of distancing from Warnock's campaign from the president. Sorry, Joe. I don't know where you are or what you're doing or probably who you are at this point, but they are done with you, man. They are done with you. And whether you make it to the midterms or not, I don't know whether they're going to force you to step down or whatever, or they're going to use you as the scapegoat after the red wave and they just, just get rid of you, right? We got, but it's obvious they are done with Joe Biden. He's dead man walking and he doesn't even know it. He does not even know it, but it is just, it is just and fair because he ushered in knowingly or unknowingly ushered in all of this nonsense. Um, guys, you're getting Chipotle today with guacamole in honor of Whoopi Goldberg. We're gonna get you a trough. You're all gonna eat out of a trough the way they feed Whoopi after the show. Couple comments from the, Michael doesn't wanna eat out of a trough with these guys now. Very germaphobe over there. Um, couple comments from the Ruben Report Locals community and stick around for a cold close. It's, I found it this morning. It's just completely ridiculous and funny. Uh, Easy Breezy says, can you start a segment or a series where you talk about books, movies, and TV shows I'm gonna, I need to do more of that on Locals. I, I think we're, that's really where I, I spend most of my personal time. So there are things that I like outside of politics and we'll do more over there. So I know you're part of the community already, but join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, Kamarvi says, Whoopi is so angry. I would be too if I were as dumb as her. Look, you know, it's funny when I say these people are dumb or they're harpies or they're ridiculous or they're idiots or whatever. It's like, there's nothing, there's just not much left to say. What can I say about someone like Whoopi when you do that? When she knowingly, like, think about what the show did. You have to remember, when I do this show, it's, it's just what's coming out of my brain. And we sit down for a few minutes and we try to piece it together the best we can. And we live stream it and it is what it is. I don't, you know, I have something in my ear right now because I need to be able to hear the clips when we play them for you. It's just how the, the system works. But nobody's talking to me in my ear telling me what to say. I don't have a lawyer right over here warning me about all of these things. Uh, but... Think about the machinery, the machine. Is there a lawyer in this room? You're all laughing right now. There is a lawyer? Oh, we're getting a lawyer. Okay, we're getting a lawyer after today's show. I know the ABC is not gonna be happy with us. Um, but uh, I don't want a lawyer in this room. There will be no lawyer in this room. Um, but think about the machinery around a show called The View, right? Like you're at a network, ABC, where you have, you literally have dozens of lawyers. You have the people who have to make sure they can't use certain language. You have the people with their finger quite literally on the button. I had a friend who used to do this job at a network where if they say something, a word or a phrase that they're not allowed to say, there's a button that can be pressed so they will be silenced or blurred or beeped or whatever it is. There is such control around that thing. So in some ways it was sort of intentional what they did. They read this statement on The View accusing Turning Point of being around a bunch of Nazis. Whoopi goes all in on it knowing nothing about it the lawyers freak out. They come back from commercials. She dig. I mean, it's just, it's, it's theater. It, it's bad theater. Like if it was good theater, that would be good. Or if it was thoughtful theater, that would be nice. But it's just terrible. Cliff, since you're going off the grid for a month soon, that's right. Friday's the last show until September 1st. Can you tell us which reintroduction to society from your past off the grid experiences has been the most memorable Ooh, that's a good question. You know what? On Friday, when we do the Off the Grid show, so I'm going to do about a two-hour live stream on Friday. We'll answer your questions. I'll tell you a little bit more about 
uh, what we're going to be doing and, and the babies and some personal stuff and all that. I'll, I'll talk about some of the coming back on the grid shows and what it was like. You, you know, Glenn Beck has brought me back and Ben Shapiro has brought me back and Adam Knowles, uh, my, Adam Carolla and Michael Knowles have brought me back. And, uh, and each one's been sort of interesting and different. You know, this year will, will be very different, the off the grid experience, because obviously we're, we're having a baby, we're not traveling, we're hunkering at home, we're nesting as they say. And, uh, you know, it's gonna be very different in terms of life than, you know, when I've just been able to escape and do my thing. Uh, if you want to play along at home, guys, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Part two of my interview with Ari Fleischer is up across platforms. The full thing's up ad-free over at Locals. Uh, don't forget the big Friday live stream. And now I leave you with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report direct message.